but the people who actually commit to something and kind of stake their uh, stake their flag in the ground and basically say, here's here's what we're doing, here's what we're about um, in the long run. That like there's no doubt that pays off. It's it's very clear by talking to agency owners who've done this well or business owners anywhere um, who've done that well. I think it pays off. Hello, everyone. This is Ellen, the producer of The Black Line Between Sales and Marketing, with Doug Davidoff, CEO of Imagine Business Development, and Mike Donnelly, CEO of Seven Cents. Let's get started. All right. Let's welcome Gray McKenzie to the Black Line podcast. Gray is with Do Inbound. Gray, why don't you tell everybody who's listening a little bit about what you do and how you came to do it? Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd be happy to. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you guys extending the invite and opportunity to chat here. Doug, you and I, among the things that I do, I am a high school baseball coach. So oh, wow. I think that I heard that you're also into, uh, and Mike and I, of course, have chatted about how I played lacrosse in college. So I've, we're hitting all the spring sports here. Um, so what you're saying is you couldn't hit the curveball, and now you're coaching switch. high school baseball. Exactly. Pretty much. Those who, uh, <laughs> those who can't do are pretty much teaching. So, um, but anyways, I am, uh, I'm one of the co-founders at do inbound and the way that we kind of position it is do inbound is a project and process management tool for, uh, for digital agencies. Obviously the name kind of gives to, or speaks to our background. We came out of running uh, an inbound agency, a HubSpot partner agency called Guava box, um, before starting. And then during the initial, uh, kind of the initial phases of, do inbound. Um, but yeah, we're basically like, a, a, we're trying to help digital agencies run their campaigns more effectively, more scalably. At the end of the day, help people build the agency that they are trying to build and help them scale by, uh, by streamlining their operations. Cool. So great. We, we had chatted um, before. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to one, learn how kind of you came to the conclusion that, Hey, that this is a, this is an interesting market to go after or product or uh, challenge to solve. But going into the agency world, when, when did you start Guava Box? What did that look like? Um, and then ultimately why I, I know you're still involved in it to a certain extent, but yep. tell me a little bit about that if you don't mind. Sure. So Guava Box started myself. I played attack in, uh, in college our goalie, obviously every goalie's crazy, but it was also my best friend for four years. The guy really got me into it. Uh, Andrew Dimsky, who's now. Andrew's a goalie? He is. Well, I'm He's crazy. He's that next time I talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much, much better college lacrosse player than I was for the record. Um, so anyways, we knew, we kind of said, I think even freshman year, said, man, it'd be really fun to find a way to work together post-college. Both of us, kind of a, a little bit more of like personal backstory. I'm one of 12 kids. Um, wow. Really wanted to go to school. But with that many kids, it was on me to, to put myself through school. And one of the things that I've always hated is uh, just part of, I guess, how we're brought up is debt. So I knew I wanted to try and get through school and not, uh, not come out of school with a pile of debt on the other side. So I was putting my way through school. I took a year off prior to going to college, completely unrelated, worked in a lumber yard for a year uh and then basically did freelance web design through college to uh to put my through school at the same time 
Andrew was also really into kind of digital marketing and content stuff. He was a marketing major. So he was doing like social media projects and some initial marketing campaigns. Our senior year, we decided we wanted to put this together into a business and give it a shot at what it was like to, to run a business together. So this is, I guess, very end of 2010, beginning of 2011. So we came up with the name Guava Box. No special, special meaning behind that. Just something unique and uh, to run with. I guess part of the story behind the name was we intentionally chose something that couldn't really be tied down to any one specific thing because we knew what we start with is probably not what we're going to end with uh, business-wise. So started the agency 2011, 2012, joined up uh, with HubSpot in the HubSpot Partner Program um, and all in on inbound at that point and our, our background inbound and web and then um, ultimately started to inbound after we, I think in this stage of any agency, there's like the sales hurdle is the first thing you need to get over. If you can't sell, obviously, then there's nothing there. But once you get over that hurdle, if you, if you prove that you can sell, then trying to figure out how to how to deliver and not just deliver, but deliver well enough that people want to keep paying you. It's like the next, the next challenge and then how to do that profitably. There's all these hurdles that you go through and we, we struggle with the delivery um, component specifically on inbound retainers um, and realize there's a lot of repeatable things that we're doing here. This is great that it's systematized, but it's not systematized well enough that we're doing this well enough. So that kind of led us to the search for a project management system that helped us do that. Nothing was out there. Talked to enough other agencies going through the same, the same growing pains that we decided to build it out. And uh, that's the long-winded version of kind of what led us to 2013 and starting Do Inbound. That's awesome. No, great, phenomenal story. So are, are you still, you're, you're still involved or Guava Box still exists and then yep. Do Inbound? Yeah, so it's, and this is a question that gets asked a lot, which makes a lot of sense. There's obviously, we're servicing agencies. I think agencies want to know, like if I'm going to put all my client data in here, are you guys running an agency on the side where you're going to like go use that? And then on the flip side, people want to know, well, are you still running an agency? That's a big part of your positioning is like, you actually know our pain because you lived it. Are you still experiencing that? Can you still build a relevant product? So we've been, you know, I think really transparently just in a little bit of limbo of like how far early on, it was a no brainer. We were using Guava Box, doing about his bootstrapped. It's not a funded um, startup other than, with, with Guava Box funding, basically. So Guava Box was the, the revenue pipeline that, that led us to um, the point where, where Doom Bounds was and is profitable in its operations. Um, but then there was that kind of limbo of, well, we'd still like to know what's going on, but we don't really have the time and attention to, to pour into what Doom Bounds is where the primary focus is. So Guava Box is still alive. There's still a couple, uh, like a handful of legacy clients um, who we service with one-off things, no like active retainer clients or anything like that. Um, and we're right now kind of going through that process of, all right, it's probably time to move off of this in some way or, or other. It's, you know, we're spending 95% of our time on do inbound, but it'd be nice to have that other 5% and, and put it all into do inbound right now. So, and most of the team, uh, it's a team of 10 right now. Andrew and I are the only ones who are still uh, from that team active in anything on the Guava Box side. So that's, that's where we are right now. Awesome. So you had a tweet, I guess it was last week. Maybe it was earlier this week. I don't know. Time oh, is crazy. Is um, and, and you, uh, you took agencies to task a little bit on, on their websites. Um, and, and you basically said, you probably said this much nicer, but you basically said, <laughs> uh, why do so many agency websites suck if you're going to go out and tell people 
that you're going to do X, uh, shouldn't you practice what you preach? What, what led that, what led to that tweet? Yeah. I've been doing a good amount of our, uh, like our sales process at do inbound often includes a personal demo, which is a little bit of a walk through the software, but largely just understanding where agencies are right now and trying to help them figure out, you know, how can we help, how can we help you best? It's astounding to me on like the percentage of those calls that we have. I'll usually pull someone's website up and say, Hey, I'm looking through your website. Like here's obviously in any type of situation you try to, you're just trying to figure out who are these people? What are they all about? And the number of people who are just like, Oh, please, please close that down. Switch to another, switch to another tab. And I was like, why is everybody, look, it's not perfect. Like no one's expectation is that you have the perfect website. This doesn't have to be ESPN or anything. Um, But why are so many people embarrassed by that? Why don't they just own it? And I think just having enough of those conversations, I was just kind of fed up with it. And uh, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. All these agencies are pitching, let your website be your, your business generation machine. It reminds me of what we talked about right before we started recording of HubSpot. Like HubSpot's like inbound, inbound, inbound. And then on the back end of this whole engine, that's not what they would call inbound is how they, how they grew the business. Well, it, it, it seems to be de rigueur. Do you like that, Mike? I'm bringing some French terminology. Um, into, I didn't, I didn't know sure you knew French. I'm sure I totally butchered it too. Um, I get to say, I think I was one of the first to actually say that when I, I wrote a post a few months ago about the, you know, the secret inbound agencies don't want you to know, which is, it's not working. And now everyone seems to be jumping on that box. You know, my favorite statement is um, inbound marketing alone no longer works. And my response was inbound marketing alone never did work. Um, right. and, and then that plugs to that, to that back end. So absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. No, I think that's pretty much all I was going to say is just, if you're preaching that this is what works, why are you not doing that for yourself? Like either prove that it does work and have that be your own. And honestly, it does work pretty well. It's not the only thing that you should rely on, but if you do it well, it does like that. That was our story at Guava Box is we, we did inbound like crazy and eventually went beyond friends and family and referrals and, and built an actual pipeline that, that produced really well for us. Um, and better than most agency websites do. And that was a big part of us scaling, but that doesn't happen, right? Like you have to actually invest in that. But if, if we never tried that out, I would have felt really uncomfortable trying to sell. To say that we're hacking that this is what we ought to do. There's so many angles that I, I feel like going on, but, but let me ask you the question that I intended to ask. I'm actually going to stay on, on plan here for at least another couple of minutes. And actually, Mike, you, you add to this as well, because you guys talk to agencies all day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, Andrew, you talk to agencies. That is your market. Mike, that's a part of your market. What, what, what's the state of, of the agency business today, in your opinion, realizing that they're your customers and so – they have to like you so that they'll buy from you. But what, what's your take on the state of, of the agency business today? Yeah. And that's, why don't you just ask a simple question? <laughs> that's a, that's a large question. There's a lot of agencies who are trying to figure out what's the right direction to go in. Um, now I think there's a big difference. There's a lot of agencies who are trying to find the balance between um, a cookie cutter model that, that they can just follow 
And then like, there's this whole spectrum of completely cookie cutter, whatever somebody says, that's how I'm going to build my agency. Like I 100% into the HubSpot partner program, deliver the exact services that they give me. And that's, that's what I'm going to do. And there are other partner programs out there. HubSpot's probably the most developed and the most here specifically what you can do. And then the flip side of like, I'm going to learn all the lessons myself. I'm going to just do everything. Like I'm not going to follow anyone else. Just do it completely independently. And I think there's a sweet spot in the middle. And a lot of agencies are trying to calibrate themselves towards that and struggling to find the balance between those two. You're not going to be successful and HubSpot's backed off of, I think being as uh, regimented or tactical as they were in the past to more, okay, agencies do actually need to specialize in something. So what I, what I see is, agencies are struggling to find their sweet spot in a lot of different, a lot of different ways. Most agencies feel like I probably ought to have some kind of vertical, but I'm not really targeting a vertical right now. And maybe that would be a way to add value or I'm offering all these services. I really shouldn't be offering all these services. Which ones do I need to keep? Which ones can I cut out? Um, So I think, I think that's like one of the over overwhelming themes that I'm seeing from agencies is trying to find how do I fit into this big market where there's so many agencies out there um, and so many companies who need help quite, quite candidly, there's, there's still plenty of market share to be had. Um, but figuring out what fits my goal for my agency, what fits uh, the industry needs or the um, customers needs, how does all that come together seems to be one of the things that a lot of people are struggling with in one form or another. Yeah. So Gray, I, I, I have kind of the exact same observations of, of the agency world. I, one of the, the, the folks that are just following the straight up playbook that, that HubSpot puts out there are the ones that I think are just so frustrated. Um, and they just, they, they keep looking to, it's like, you know, kind of battered wife syndrome. You, 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 you keep going back to the well and, and then they're like, well, HubSpot's not giving us the, the next generation playbook and, and um, you know, really where we should be focusing. And it's like, well, at some point, HubSpot kind of grew you up or, or, or got you to your teenage years or, or, or out of the house. But at some point, you've really got to start thinking about how are you going to grow your business and really think mm-hmm. about it from a, from a business perspective. I, I want to be careful because, I, I mean, you guys both sell very heavily and deal very heavily in the, in the HubSpot agency yeah. world. And obviously, I'm in the HubSpot agency world with, with the um, – I talk to a lot of people that, that both work and don't work with agencies, many of whom are not HubSpot agencies. They're on other platforms. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what we're talking about here, here certainly applies to, to all of them because I, I, I see that issue. Um, I think that agencies – and I think this is a huge issue for non-agencies because, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. If you want to grow your business, you're going to need outside expertise. This, this, this world of, of sales, marketing, demand generation, revenue generation, sales enablement, whatever buzzword you want to throw on it, it is, it is getting bigger. It is getting crazier. It is getting more intense. And, and you're going to need that, that expertise that you can't have internally. But, but I think that, Agencies are, are trying to approach the problem a la what you guys both said, which is what process do I want to use? What, I, I think th- there's a group that I'm, that I'm involved in that, that complain regularly, and I, and I would agree with this. Um, agencies are getting totally commoditized. 
Yeah. And I, and I think it's their fault. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think the, I think the problem is that there are very few agencies and I would say less than 5% that actually provide and create business value. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Am I being too harsh? <laughs> I don't- I don't know what the, I don't know what the number is. I would definitely say this is probably just me not willing to commit quite as far, but substantial, <laughs> substantial business value. Give me a couple of years and I'm sure I'll be right there with you, but substantial business value, 5% of like, I think there's, there's a lot of agencies who create maybe enough value to justify their existence. Uh, but it's not like taking things to the next level and actually and the, the ROI you're looking for, the, you know, the types of agencies that I'd want to hire, there's very few. You know, I, that, that, that's a fair point because you, you provide value. I mean, a, agencies do stuff and increasingly, and, you know, part of the problem was, the, you know, the, the, the playbook was, you know, inbound was coming out, digital was coming out. No one knew what to do. It was crazy. Hey, we'll do stuff. Um, and, and, and we'll even begin to optimize our processes and, and we'll blog and we'll this and we'll that and, and, and we'll do stuff and we'll do stuff and we'll do stuff. And, and that, you know, there, you were in this massive land grab because no one was doing anything. Well, now, so when I say creating real business value, there, there, there's value that, that justifies your existence that you're, you know, you get this stuff done. But the problem is there's lots of people now who get that stuff done and, and mm-hmm. lots of people who get that stuff done to some degree. And Lord knows, um, I feel for SEO people because AI is going to take this very lucrative world. Artificial intelligence is going to take this lucrative world and it's going to make them, you know, frankly, unimportant. Um, and, and so it's what I refer to as plywood, right? Agencies are incre- increasingly focused on their plywood. And the problem with plywood is, it's limited by what someone else is willing to sell it for. So someone comes, so I'll do your blog posts. Well, I'll do your blog posts for a little bit less. And, and, and yet they're making this other promise that we're going to grow your business. We're going to do these things. And, and, and I see a tremendous amount of dissatisfaction and fatigue on the business side. While there is tremendous need for help, I'm seeing less belief that agencies are the right means to get that help. Mm. So how do they solve that? What do they need to do differently? Yeah. What are, what are you seeing, Doug, from agencies who are, because I mean, that's, that's definitely right. There's a lot of, there's enough people in the marketing world now who've worked with agencies for long enough to feel like, okay, I can do a good, a good chunk of this. I'm, I'm going to be as good as this agency at a lot of these different pieces. How do I get help? Where are you seeing, are you seeing um, more like consulting just bring on outside consultants rather than agencies hiring people internally. What are you seeing as like the filling the gap where agencies or what do you think is going to happen? I guess, in terms of filling the gap that agencies have filled. So I, I guess, hold on a second here, Gray. I'm the one that's supposed to be throwing the bombs and making you think I'm not, um, Alan, you didn't go over the ground rules with Gray. Okay. <laughs> okay, you cut off. <laughs> I'm just muted from here on out. That's right. Exactly. So this is our, our podcast with Gray. We will not be talking to him for the rest of the show. Um, so I, it's actually, as I, as I think about it, I'm going to put it into kind of three groups. Um, I think that there's a large group of, of, of small to mid market companies 
that have that, that are the lifeblood of the vast majority of of, of your smaller agency, um, which is which is the dominant agency market today. Certainly from a digital standpoint, we've got our larger ones that are. You know, let, let's take the ones that are working with the Coca Colas or even the, you know, you know the five hundred million billion dollar companies primarily. Let, let, let's take them out of of, of this conversation. Um, so I think the vast majority of, of, of these businesses are, are falling into, you know, some of them are just continuing to do that and, and, and they're continuing to pay an agency, but having looked at, at their back end, they're not getting anywhere. Yeah, they're posting blog posts, but they're, they're not growing yeah, they, better than they were. They're, not. they're all throwing out kind of that same, like we talked about, like, hey, like if, if Seven Cents wanted to go get blog posts, special pieces of content. There's hundreds, if not thousands of agencies that I can go to. And I'm just, frankly, I'm just going to go pick the cheapest one because it, it truly has been commoditized. Whereas what I'm really looking for is somebody to come to me and say, Hey, here's a new way of thinking about it. Here's a new playbook. And then that is, that's the true differentiator for me. That's why I love you so much, Mike. Um, well, yeah. The, 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 so, so here's actually the interesting thing, and I see this happening within agencies. Um, what, what I think, because you asked me what, what's the direction, what's the replacement, I think it's the magic pill. I think, you know, so you have all these people now, and it cracks me up. Um, you have people, they don't even have buyer persona. And they go, well, well you know, how can you help me do um, ABM? I want to say to them, do you know what, like, do you even know what ABM stands for? Like, you know, it's not IBM, it's, right? So like, hey, ABM, and I have agencies that, you know, um, um, you know, oh, well, we need to do ABM. We need, we need to figure out ABM. I'm like, well, wait a second. You haven't figured out this thing over here. So, so they jump to ABM or, or they jump to, we need sales development. I mean, so we need sales enablement, right? Um, hey, the sales enablement technology. Hey, you know, well, you need sales enablement, right? And, and so there, there's this magic pill. Um, and, and so I think a lot of these businesses, they just jump from, from trend to trend to trend and, and, and agencies are trying to, keep the business by being ahead of that, if, if, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so so there's, there, there's that group. The, the group that really matters to me is what's the group doing that's actually serious about growth, that, 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 that is putting the resources and the energy behind growth. And what I am seeing, I'm not necessarily seeing consultants so much, though, though there is definitely some of that. Um, what I'm seeing is increasingly giving up on the idea of, of agencies and the belief is, well, I need an agency for here um, because I'm going to then hire people um, to take it over so that I can, so that I can really do that. And, and so, um, and, and by the way, that's a big issue because I don't think that the talent pool, I mean, part of the problem in the agency market is it's ballooned because um, it was really hot. And the talent actually doesn't exist to, to staff what's needed. And now you've got more people looking for that. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing serious companies um, and, and, and funded, like you talk to a funded company and you say, use an agency for this, that they laugh at you. Mm -hmm. Why would I yeah. do that when right. I can go out and, yep. you know, I can go out and hire the person that was there at a company that that went from 10 to 100 million dollars now, now they were there they have no idea how the decisions got made but they were there so they got that resume so i can you know pay them 85 to 100 thousand dollars so that i can tell my board that i've got this person and i 
I mean, it, it, it's crazy to me because why would you not go to the people that have the model that can get you there? Um, and, and, and so that's what I'm, I'm, I'm seeing serious companies viewing um, agencies as only temporary or not even considering them at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess definitely happening in the marketplace. And it's, so how do they fix it? That's, what do agencies need to do differently? That's, that's the million dollar question right there. And I think part of it starts with just doing anything differently. Like if you want to differentiate yourself from the bad reputation that agencies have built for themselves, um, starting places, not doing the exact same thing that has been done. Um, Let me ask you this, Greg. If I were to, if someone came around and, and um, I assume that you would sell do inbound for a hundred million dollars. Probably there's, there's a chance only, only probably. <laughs> right. So, so um, your wish has come true and someone has, has given you a hundred million dollars to, to take you in bad, but there's one condition. Um, you have to start a brand new agency. You have to run an agency. Um, so knowing what you know, and you got a hundred million dollars, so you, you, you can do it right. Um, what are the questions that you would ask yourself first? You can't build guava box. It's got to be something different. What are the questions yep. that you would ask first to build the agency um, of tomorrow? I think at that, I mean, with that, that amount of money, really any amount of money, part of it is just self-awareness um, and knowing what type of agency do I want to, do I want to build? I've got kids. I want to be around for my kids. I'm not trying to build an in-person hyper growth agency. Like I want to be able to build an agency where I can work from home. Um, so I think for, like, that's the first place I'd start with is just, okay, what's my own, like define what's success to me. It doesn't have to be the biggest, fanciest agency out there. Um, I hate the word li- like lifestyle business. I think that's really overplayed and it has a lot of uh, perceptions about what that means. It means a lot of different things, to different people, but that type, like that's where I would start is figure out which, which, what type of agency am I trying to build? I think the next thing I do is, start with the audience or the, you know, like whether that's a vertical or whether that's just a type of person who I want to work with. Like, what are the people who I, again, this kind of goes back to vision. Like who are the people who I want to work with the types of organizations I want to help and what are the needs that they have? And as hard as I, as I could, I would try to not rely on, Hey, my background's in web design. So I'm going to go do web design. I would try to have conversations, figure out what their needs are. And with as open to mind as possible, figure out like if I was looking at this without, all this baggage that I bring to the table, how would I think, what would I think is the right way to solve this problem? Um, and then basically test and iterate off of that. So I feel like, I feel like that's the piece that gets left out most frequently is as agencies, we're so comfortable with, here's the tactics I know how to deliver. So of course that's going to be the solution here. When, if we just sat and thought about what we're actually trying to solve, there's so many agencies who are trying so hard to optimize, to go from a 2% conversion rate to a 3% conversion rate on websites that have a thousand monthly visitors right now. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant at this point in the business. You need traffic. Like understand, don't not, don't just do this because you're a CRO agency. Understand what the actual business needs are here and go address those. I think that's, that's what I would, I would attempt to do at least. So I think you just hit the nail on the yeah, head. I, that, I think yes. that the, I'm glad, I'm glad you said it because now I know that Mike and I aren't the only people uh, that are, <laughs> that are three talking of us. about this. What is the problem that you're going to solve? And, and, and building my blog 
or even increasing my conversion rate, that's not the problem. That's, that's a means to a solution. And, and you also hit another point. I, I, I agree with you. I, I hate when people talk about lifestyle business. I hate when people talk about, well, if you're an entrepreneur, then it means X. I'm like, um, there was, I think it was George Bush said the problem with the French is they have no word for entrepreneur. Um, anyways, I digress. Um, it kind of falls into that. And it's like, what do you want to be? If you want to be a conversion rate company, like we're going we're gonna to figure out how to optimize it then be that. And, and that's, that's a problem. Figure out where that is. Solve that problem. You want to, I, I, we're seeing a growing market. It's going to be interesting to see of these agencies that are turning themselves into service providers for other agencies. Mm-hmm. But, but I think what you kind of hit on is figure out what you want to be and commit to it. Yeah. That's, I think that's the number one pitfall is and it, it makes sense for a lot of reasons. I tight. I can make a little bit more revenue or, you know, trying to balance our capacity and what we're paying people with what the needs are. There's definitely a lot of challenges in, in building that, that leads people to make compromises away from, from what they initially had. But the people who actually commit to something and kind of stake their, uh, stake their flag in the ground and basically say, here's, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're about um, in the long run that like, there's no doubt that pays off. It's, it's very clear by, talking to agency owners who've done this well or business owners anywhere um, who've done that well, I think it pays off. Artie, you ready for me to be a little bit provocative, maybe cross the line a little bit? Let's do it. Probably thinking what you haven't, you haven't done it yet. (laughs) Um, I actually don't think that fear is the real reason or opportunism is the real reason that they fail to make those decisions. Are we going to play 20 questions? And we have to no, guess. No, I'm gonna t- no, I'm gonna tell yeah. you. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be nice. Uh, Alan's listen. Well, Doug, he does that sometimes, so <laughs> we never know. I, I think that um, I'm actually trying to figure out the, the nicer way to say it. Um, I don't think they. I don't. I don't think they know enough. I don't. I, I mean, I was gonna. The I, mean way, I was gonna say. Yes, I was gonna say they're not the, smart enough. They don't know business. They do not right. understand business. They don't. They don't understand the. I mean, that's that's the <laughs> problem that I see, and I know I'm gonna lose a whole bunch of friends here, but but they're. They're digital marketing agencies. They're not business growth organizations. They don't understand the pieces. And, and what they need to do is actually spend the time and, and learn what leads to business results. They, they, they need to understand that. They need to develop that business acumen so that they can apply the lesson. And that's why I think they don't eat their own dog food. I think they parrot what other people say. Um, cause they hear that that works, but they, they don't know what it means. And so they jump from thing to thing and they don't really create value. How many agency friends do I have left? Well, you, not, I not was going to say, <laughs> you threw out, you threw out a 5% number earlier as far as agencies who are actually creating real business value. And I mean, that, unreplaceable business value. That's going back to what you said, just so we're clear that right. like, if you weren't there, the person that you're working with would be hurt. You could, they, they would not be able to replace you within 30 days. Yeah. Kind of on that theme of controversial statements. And I, I don't know that this is the actual number, but this is, I would honestly say this 50% of agency owners really shouldn't be agency owners. They'd be much better off being freelancers because that allows them to do what they really want to do, which is go create stuff or go, take it like a lot of people got into this because they were good at what they did and they didn't get paid as much as they wanted to or didn't have the lifestyle flexibility that they wanted to at their previous job so i thought 
I'll just go start a business and do this. I know plenty of people who would like this service. And that's really a freelancer mentality. It's not a, it's not a, I want to run a business, run an actual agency mentality. And then as they came across more people who needed what they wanted, they were like, well, the only way I could do that is I, I could recommend people or I could get a cut of that by being an agency. They'd be much better off being a freelancer someplace or being an employee in a company that, that treated them well. Because the barrier to entry in the agency space is so low, there's so many agencies where the people running the agencies really were never meant to run agencies. They're journalists looking for a job or looking for, a, for an opportunity. Yeah, are people guys, who are at one skill set or you know, a couple of yeah. skill sets, and then we're like, well, there are other people who have this skill set to turn these into agencies. Maybe I'll do that. Any, anybody who's, who's listening, um, if you're not familiar with the book, The E-Myth, revisit it. Are you guys familiar with Gerber's The E-Myth? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're not familiar with it, go out, go out and read the book. It's a little bit old. Um, one of the things that's great about it is, is the whole aspect that most, business, most small business owners are not actually entrepreneurs, they're technicians, which is kind of what we're talking about. The reason I say that it's old is when Gerber wrote that book, the only way you could get that independence, lifestyle or otherwise, was to own a business, was to run a business. There, there really mm-hmm. wasn't the model that, that um, like if, 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 if College Gray had it to do all over again and his goalie friend hadn't said, let's do business together, you maybe would have just become this really kick-ass web designer that, that help people do this. And, and you know what? I don't necessarily need to have all of the strategic expertise. What I'm amazing at is, is getting from you what your vision is and then translating that to the web. And you could right. build a business as a technician with that whole freelancer component. So it's a, it's a little bit, what you just said is a little bit of a neat take on, um, on the whole EMIT concept. Yeah, absolutely. And that, probably is directly where that comes from. Cause that was a pretty instrumental book uh, in our journey. Well, what you guys are doing for agencies to give you a little bit of a plug is, is you're basically, you know, you're, you're taking the, the Gerber idea of what prevents these, these companies from growing is replicatable systems. And so right. you're kind of coming in with that structure to make that replicatable to allow someone to unlock so that they, you know, they don't need to have the operational design expertise. You've done that for them. Right. That is, that is a big part of the value and a, a big part of trying to help agencies scale is through that. So many people don't realize that. I think that the common pain point there, which we kind of went through ourselves, is the agency where you don't have the revenue early enough to go hire somebody. So you don't create a system at all. You're just doing it or you're doing it with you and your co-founders, you, you and your early team. And the work, the sale, that sales hurdle, and you get to the point where all of a sudden it's too much work and now I need to hire people, but I can't hire people because I don't have my whole system built and I can't hire people and, and onboard them adequately. Um, so what happens is you either wind up hiring people quickly and they burn out. They did a good job, but they burn out or hiring people and they just fail because they were never put in a position to succeed to begin with. Um, and that's, that's like the classic agency. If you get over the sales hurdle, the classic agency next tripping point that people run into and that's well that's really what so that's a, it's a great point gray and that's frankly what every growing business deals with mm-hmm. it's it's not just the agency world it's for sure and when we hired our first sales rep who you know park you went to college with them yeah. it's like 
I hesitated for a while because it's like, well, I don't have my system in place and our revenue is growing and our, you know, our, our pipeline's growing, but, and, and, and still today we look at, I mean, Doug and I were talking about it last night, like shit, I don't have my, <laughs> I don't have my system together. Um, yeah. And I, I don't necessarily have the time, you know, am I supposed to spend time on my system uh, or making it more scalable or am I supposed to spend more time generating more revenue? And I think yep. every growing business has that fundamental challenge. Sure. So I, I think you said something interesting though, that contributes to the problem, Mr. McKinsey. So um, we'll see if we can't fix that. Um, you said help agencies scale. We do this to help agencies scale. I think scale has become th this word that, that like people know, hey, it's like it used to be strategy, right? Now it's now it's scale, and and going back to our to our other conversation, and if you think about it, if I bought your company for a hundred million dollars, you would actually not build your agency to scale. Yep. Right. And 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 so I think that we need to stop. We need to stop thinking of scale as necessarily the the, the outcome that I want. And I would yeah. say sit, let. And it goes back to let's define what success is. Let's define yep. what I want to be. What is, what is, I, I deal with this with, with, with clients a lot. I say, look, you can build any business. You just can't build every business. You know, whatever idea you want to build it on, we can build it on that. We just can't build it on everyone. So let's, let's figure out what is it. Then we can make all those other decisions. And, and so I think that you have, like, I know, I, I mean, cause we're, we're in this space and, and we've announced that we're moving to this whole horizontal expertise, um, and, and, and we're moving into really deep, heavy strategy, bringing processes and complex structures together in playbooks. And, and I talk to agencies because we actually, you know, we're looking to work with agencies to provide that, that process expertise because you can't master everything. And, and what they say to me all the time is, yeah, we'd love to work with you. We want to be doing what you're doing someday. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I don't want to be doing what I'm doing. No. <laughs> and, and, and so like, in, instead of saying, Hey, I'm great at this. Um, Cause you know what? Everyone talks about the buggy, the bug, the buggy whip industry. You know, they still make buggy whips and there's some, there's somebody out there who is the best damn buggy whip maker in the world. And he or she is making a really good living. Yep. Right. I mean, so if you're great at something, you can, you can make it happen. Um, and I think one of the things that, that you can teach agencies and teach others, I think there's the opportunity for agencies to do for their customers what you're doing for them. Mm -hmm. Right. How can we build that repeatable process? How can we connect the process pieces to the results so that things become more predictable for you? Too often, yep. it's, a, it's a huge black box. Definitely true. So I'm going to, again, turn the question to the two of you. I'm growing a business. I'm involved. Uh, I'm, I'm the head of sales, the head of marketing for a $10, $20 million business. I'm the head of something for a funded company, whatever the case may be. And I realize that, that I want um, and, and need some outside expertise. And there's so much noise out there and everyone says the same thing. So from, the, from two people who deal with agencies as much or more than anybody out there, how, how should I be looking at and reviewing and thinking about 
what agency is the right agency for me? Um, how do I make the right decision? So I'll, I'll take, I'll take it yeah. to okay, uh, first. So that's the, 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 the first thing that I would look at is who's going to challenge what I'm already doing. Who, who's going to make me think about things in a new way. And they're probably going to be the ones that are going to win versus, Hey, you're coming to me with great content ideas or, Hey, fix your website, you know, do, do the things that, you know, Hey, we're going to look at SEO. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. What I really want is somebody that's going to come in and just really challenge what I'm already doing and saying, Hey, here's a new fundamental way of, of doing things. And in my opinion, that's, that's who I'm going to, that's who I'm going to pick. Yeah, I think probably I'm sure Mike would uh he'd probably say like and also I want to see some kind of proof that don't just pitch me something different but pitch me something different where you can show me this also has worked or here's here's how this works yeah I think it'd be kind of largely that um that same thing who leads with who presents the value from a strategic perspective there's that buzzword for you Doug um but where the value isn't just, and we can do, you know, and we can build you a, a microsite over here and we can do SEO. Who doesn't just lean on the buzzwords and deliverables, but who can actually give me, here's our strategy underlying the types of campaigns that we're going to run for you. Um, and here's why that makes sense. And I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a, there's a long complex answer here that will go into things, but I think um, who can explain the why best is a, is a big part of who I'd want to do business with. So Mike, what does that look like? What is it? Um, what does it look like to be challenged to have that perspective? How, how do I know? How, how do I assess that? I don't know. Challenge me. <laughs> Give me a new way of thinking about things. I mean, you and I talk about it all the time, Doug. It's like, You've assessed our business and you've said, Hey, Mike, why don't you think about this? Why don't you think about that? And it's like, wow, what, I, I really haven't thought about that. So it's, it, it's just, I guess it's just questions, but that, that comes back to your earlier point around business acumen. How do you, do you really understand what it's like to grow a business? And if you don't have that skill set, then you need to, if you're an agency, you need to hire somebody that does. So let, 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 me, let me see. I have an idea. Um, I, want, I want to see what, what you guys think about this. Because I, I know part of the problem is, you know, the person that's out there that's going to be making this decision doesn't have the expertise. So, you know, someone comes in and we start talking about um, SEO this or that. And, and, and I get, you know, we do this, we do that. We, we all agree that doesn't work. But, but sometimes you talk about it in a way that, that like, I, I, I don't know, like that, like maybe that is challenge. Well, I didn't think about that, if, if you will. Um, so because I lack that expertise, I don't have the knowledge to understand your, 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 your different realms. How can I, um, and everyone's got a customer they've had success with. So, you know, I, everyone has their, their reference. How, how do I break that down to, to, to get that this is, um, 
this is the company that is most likely going to enable me to get where I want to go faster, or this is the person that's going to enable me. So that's a great question. And I'm actually seeing some of the, uh, and I mean, you're doing some of it, Doug, and I think you're probably doing, well, you're definitely doing it better than, than everyone that I've, that I've talked to, but people are starting. Yeah. You have some other problems, but I, I, won't, I, I have a lot. I have a lot. I won't tell the listeners some of those other problems, but I think where where some agencies are starting to go is they're starting to build out these kind of like tech stacks where they where they can bring expertise around technology and optimizing what people are already doing, which is another huge differentiator. It's like, hey, you're already doing some some really good things. Let us let us apply technology to do it even better. And then they bring that expertise alongside with them. Hmm. So I, I think I think too many people because I hear this all the time from from prospects that I talk to. It'll take you too long to really understand my business or or any of those things. And, and and I think that that you should look at two things more than anything else. Number one, I don't care what someone says. Actually, I was just talking to a client because I interviewed somebody to head up um, a, a sales division. And, and I and I said to him, I said, the problem is you guys are interviewing people and you're judging them on what they say. And he sounds really good. He didn't ask you guys a single good question. Right. Judge, judge people on the questions that they ask, not on the answers that they give or on what they say. Um, that would be number one. And then number two is, who is the person or the organization that as a result of, of your conversation with them, this by the way is going to lead to number three, um, as a result of your conversation, you learned more about your business. Right. So if I interview three inbound marketing agencies or three SEO consultants or what, who after talking to them, not that I learned more about SEO, who as a result of talking to them, did I learn that I, I actually know more about my business now than, than before that, that would plug into the third. And, and who did that through what was clearly a process, not a, you know, haphazard way, but there was clearly a purpose and intent and control through that. That, that, that moved it forward. What, what, what do you guys think about those three pieces being the way to, to, to take what, what Mike brought or what Mike said earlier? Hmm. I haven't really thought about it in a systematic, like in that systematized way before, but I, I really like that approach. I don't feel like I have a whole lot, but you've put more. I, uh, that's an interesting way of looking at it. And I, I like that That's approach. my problem is I, I'm so damn insightful that no one has any comments that, to make and respond to. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a curse that I have. So he clearly me, likes to pat himself on the back if you can't tell. <laughs> you know, you know what people like most about me is my humility. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what we need? What was it was Blab, right? The platform <laughs> where you could like do little hands or whatever. We've That's seen right. some of that. Get props. I mean, so about that, you know, so I, I mean, you know, what questions do they ask? Do they ask really good questions that make me think and learn? Do I learn about my business as a result 
because um, if I can't figure out your business pretty quickly, and that's the argument for, for vertical um, specialization is right. that I know your business. Um, we don't specialize in verticals completely because one of our benefits is that we understand someone's business extraordinarily fast. It's one of our, one of our advantages and, and we bring that. And then the third thing is, you know, what is the process that's been demonstrated so that I can see that there's control. And again, I mean, Andrew, that's what you're bringing to agencies is you're saying, here's, here's your process to make it controllable. How do we, you, you, you provide it as a backstage piece to the agency. And, and what I'm saying is that, that, that providers and experts need to bring that as you know, bring that, bring their process to the front stage right. so that people can understand that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Kind of, not, I mean, um, tangentially related at least around the, how would I select somebody or pick somebody? I think that one of the pieces that's been um, helpful for us in terms of recruiting and hiring people internally or, or externally when we're working with, whether it's a consultant or a freelancer or agency or whatever it is, is like some kind of uh, discovery project or test or trial or so how do you, just like this conversation, I can say anything. I can sound really dumb. I can sound really smart. Nobody really knows until we actually work together what the what the truth is, what it's like to work. Can I really produce results? Can we not produce results? Um, which could be borne out even in like that that the process and what you're talking about. That could even be a type of uh, test project. But I think finding finding some way as an agency or if you are looking at hiring somebody to um, basically figure out what is this like when we actually, what's, what am I really going to feel like when we're working together? What are the results actually going to look like? I, I, I think projects can absolutely be a great way to go. Um, I also think, which, which we're going to circle back. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to circle back to the tweet that we talked about. I'm going to ask you a question in, in relation to that. Um, and then we'll give you guys some closing comments um, to, you know, what would you say to an agency today to, to take advantage and, and move the ball forward? Um, I think that if in your experience of, of talking to an agency, of, of looking at them, of being on their website, and by the way, if they're going to come to you and tell you we're going to make your website do this, this, and this, and we're going to be all inbounding and attractive, then their website should damn well be inbounding and attractive, and I should learn from it and so forth. Um, and I should be able to learn from the site without ever letting you know who I am, right? If I'm not, I mean, actionable learn, not just, wow, they look smart, but hey, I can use that. And if everything, you know, if they don't create that experience, and that's a pretty good indicator, they're not going to be able to create the experience for you. Fair statement? All right. So, Andrew, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You ready? So, I actually just wrote a blog post um, that, that just came out, and it was talked about, it, it talked about uh, designing a better demo experience. And, and, and one of the things that I've been a huge proponent of, we're doing a whole bunch of things, we're moving it to video, and I saw that you guys did the on-demand uh, video demo, and I was like, Freaking awesome. Yes, perfect. That's exactly right. Um, and then I went to look at it. And I don't know if you know this or not, but I didn't look at the demo. And you know why I didn't look at the demo? Absolutely. There's a form. Yeah, why? Why? Why is there a form? Yeah, why, do you, why have the form at the beginning? Why not have it at the end? Why mm -hmm. not let me see the product? Yeah. It's a really good question. Do you want me to address that right now or did you want to, did you have more you wanted to jump into? No, I want to, uh, that's yeah. kind of the, yeah, that's a good question. Um, this is the very first, so there's a sequential way that we've kind of rolled out the product. Now, whether 
I'm going to give you my pitch for why this is right or wrong. This could very well be judged by everyone to say this is definitely not the way to do it. The first iteration of the platform, there's no way to get in without a personal demo at all. And that's the way we've rolled for quite a while. When the, pa when the packages first rolled out, it was an annual commitment for everybody. The next iteration was to introduce, now there's a monthly subscription as we know more about what does our retention look like? Are we helping people? Are we, with the amount that we're going to pour in to help them with personal time and support and helping people get set up, can we justify that and allow a monthly, monthly plan? There's still no free trial. Now there's a monthly plan. <clears throat> now this on-demand demo is the next item in the iteration, but in order to see it, you're still gonna have to give us your contact information. The next iteration beyond that will be more of an ungated. There's a little bit on the site right now with a very short preview and a tour. But the next iteration will be ungated. Um, and then ultimately, I would assume this is gonna translate also into, there's a free trial now of the platform itself. So it definitely causes, just like the fact that we don't have a free trial causes friction where we have far less users than we could if we offered a free trial or a lower price plan or anything. As a business, we've made the decision that we're in the stage right now of 100% optimizing for customer success, not the mass number of customers. So we actually don't want to bring in, with our capacity right now, I can't really ungate it and bring in 100 agencies this month. So we've made conscious choices along the way to actually reduce the number of, we are trying to restrict this to only the people who are most interested, who are actually care enough that, that there's a strong possibility that they become a customer who are seeing that. So you, you will see that change over time. And that might be, might be like, no, you should, you know, there's certainly, that's, it's, that didn't go without internal discussion about, do we gate it here? Do we gate it? Do we let people get through the intro? And then it's a, a, full, a form on the video where they got through the intro now they're getting to the template builder, which is one of the most unique things about do inbound there. That's where we get it. Where do we get it along the way? So I think there's just for us, uh, there's a sequential kind of flow that we're going through of how open the platform becomes. Yeah. So you're using the process that a prospect goes through as kind of like a pre-qualifier. So I, yeah. I, so kudos because I love yeah, the thinking. I, I, yes, I love the, the thinking. The, and, the, awesome. And, and, and I want everyone who's listening to realize, and, and by the way, Ellen, let's make sure we point out in the show notes that, that um, they should listen to this part of it because you're going to hear the thinking that goes through it. Um, and it's awesome. And, and, it's, and you're going to be able to test and you're going to be able to track it. I disagree with it, but, but <laughs> um, and, and, and when we're done, I'll tell you a better way. I'll tell you how you can solve the problem and optimize for something even better. Um, that, that'll be my promise for putting you on the spot. That'll be my, my, my value for putting you on the spot. But, but again, I, I, I would say do what you're doing, um, and that's perfect. What you just heard is the type of thinking. And, and, and to take what we talked about earlier, I would, if I was interviewing an agency, I would ask them the type of question I just asked. Say, okay, here's my situation. How would you do X? And then mm -hmm. I want to hear, okay, here's how would I approach the problem? How would I, how would I look at this? What would I do? Instead of saying, what will you do with my website? Well, well, let's say six months from now, I have this. How would you handle that? Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and hearing that thinking. So kudos, love the thinking, awesome stuff there. Um, final question. Agencies are listening to this. What, what's your parting advice to them? What, what, what should they do to get out of that 5%, I mean, to get out of that 95% and get into the five? 
Mike, I assume you were about you're about to jump in and say we'll buy seven cents and do him back. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll I'll go first here real briefly. I think start like basically understand the framework. If you don't know right now why you're doing what you're doing or what the what success actually is for you, it's never gonna be a meaningful journey regardless of, of what this means. So that's that's the starting point. If we assume that that people have done that. I think just basically, um, and there's obviously agency consultants who provide kind of a process for this. There's some different tools out there. I don't know if there's a gold standard for basically doing a self-assessment of your agency outside of just hiring a consultant and basically saying, okay, what are the, what's our prioritized list of the issues that we're facing right now and how we need to address that. Make sure you come back in January. Okay. We're actually we're actually There's putting together it. We're we're actually we're actually putting together a, a a program and a process to 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 do just that. So, Perfect. Mike, what would you what would you tell everybody? Buy seven cents and do inbound. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine this agency is yeah, yeah, right exactly. That's right. Um, oh goodness! I mean, I, I agree with everything that Gray said. Uh, obviously. And again, just kind of figure out, uh, I think that kind of niche where you stop focusing on the basics, I guess is, is my biggest piece of advice. Like the basics of, Hey, this is, this is what every other inbound agency is doing. Figure out where you can really differentiate and use your skill set to differentiate yourself. Don't try to be all things to all people. Yeah. And I'm going to connect that back to, to Gray, what you said. I, I, and, and, and you, you, you kind of wrote it off by saying, well, let's assume they've done that. Um, I, I think define what success is for you. Like, and like, I think too many people pay lip service to it. Um, mm -hmm. I think about it, that, that, that is probably the question that I think about more than anything else is, is what is it, you know, I, I actually thought, what, it, what do I want to be when I grow up? Mm -hmm. um, what, is, what does that really mean? Um, and, and I think too often we, we don't have that definition. And when we don't have that definition, then, then, then the winds and the tides pull us wherever we are. So I would say whether you own an agency, work in an agency, want to work at it, whatever it is, the, the, the more you can answer that question, the easier decisions are after that. Like it's a lot easier once you have that. Absolutely. Hey, Doug, I hate to tell you this, but you're already grown up. I know we just, uh, you, you just celebrated your 50th birthday. I'm 50, so. But I'm, a, I'm like a 15-year-old, 50-year-old. Half a century, man. I know. You're getting old. Yeah. Get, hey, hey, Mike, get off my lawn. Yeah. Um, great. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll, yeah, we'll thanks, have to have man. you again sometime. Um, and thanks, everybody, for listening to the Black Line Between Sales and Marketing.